0: Hi friends, I'm Jillian, the host of Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up. Between landing your dream job, crushing your love life, learning to invest, mastering your mindset, and figuring out how to be happy along the way, there's a lot to navigate. I've learned firsthand that there's more than one way to adult and it's not always linear. So consider this show my love letter to taking the unconventional route creating new milestones, and carving out your own version of success. You're right where you should be. So join me every week as I call in the experts for unfiltered, game-changing advice on how we can all live our best lives. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi guys, welcome to the first ever episode of No Dumb Questions, where we answer all of the cues that you guys have sent in from the really big stuff to the everyday little things. There really are no dumb questions when it comes to adulting. And in honor of Valentine's Day, we're going to start with a big one and talk about sex, baby. Because whether you're dating in a relationship or very much single, we're probably all thinking about it one way or another. The sex that we're having, the sex that we're not having, the sex that other people are having. So it's always top of mind, it seems. And last week, I did a call for questions on Instagram because I really want to know what questions you guys have and... You all delivered with some really, really good questions. I honestly thought no one was gonna respond. So thank you to everyone that submitted questions. We got some really, really good ones that we're gonna dive into. Mom, if you're listening to this, this this is now the point where you should just stop listening and just press skip and tune in next week. So let's just clear that out of the way right now. Okay, great. Today's episode is gonna cover a lot. We're gonna get into the nitty gritty and we're gonna start with the first question that somebody submitted. What do you do when your partner doesn't wanna have sex? They don't bat an eye when you walk around naked and when you do try to have sex they don't feel like it or they're always tired. Okay this is a big one. I think we should start by myth busting the idea of desire because I think we just talk about people as having high libidos low libidos. I definitely I'm guilty of that. I always talk about what a high libido I have but really a lot of the time it really comes down to spontaneous versus responsive desire and pretty much everybody falls into these two categories of desire so if you think that your partner doesn't have as high a sex drive as you or they're never really in the mood maybe there's a bit of a discrepancy in how you are approaching your desire spontaneous desire can come on without any outside influence you can basically think yourself horny this is usually the one that is portrayed in the media and in movies where you know maybe you've been apart for a few days your partner comes home they throw up in the door you jump on each other sex on the counter boom And so it can be sparked by just even the smallest thing. Just thinking about it, you get turned on. Versus responsive desire. That on the other hand is in response, as the name would suggest, to physical stimuli. So the physical arousal comes first and then the mental desire actually follows. This person might decide to engage in intimacy before they get fully turned on and then their desire emerges as a result. It's interesting to learn that desire doesn't always need to be present to lead to sex. And to be clear, no one should ever do something they don't want to do. But in this regard, I almost think of it like going to the gym. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't fucking wake up wanting to work out. And yet, as soon as I'm doing it, I'm so glad that I'm working out. I feel so much better after. It improves my life so much but the will and the desire isn't automatically there it shows up as a response to me doing the thing getting the endorphins being in this environment community with other people and i think that can really apply to sex if you're hearing a lot of i'm not in the mood i just don't really feel like it and this is a regular response that you're getting from them i think it's worth talking about this and having them examine what their type of desire is and maybe it is responsive desire and they need to engage in some sort of intimacy or act before they actually want to do the thing versus the person who's just like "We want to have sex already horny And I think that the way we approach sex will be really different based on what your partner's desire category is. So if you are with someone who has responsive desire, you might want to plan more of a buildup, giving them a massage, holding their hand and cuddling a little bit more if that might kind of help them initiate that arousal. If there's something that you know they like that's not like fully all the way sex, because we're not suggesting that with a responsive desire, like you should just start having sex and then you'll catch up to it. You need to be in the mood for it to feel good and for your body to have all of the responses, the self-lubrication, the erection, the things that make sex doable, that needs to be present. But you could you could start kissing. You could do a massage. You could be playing with their hair. Some sort of physical act that just helps them like connect with their body, drop into that zone and start to feel arousal without being like we're diving head first in or dick first in or whatever you're doing. Now, if you're hearing no more than yes, you've already dealt with your desire types, you have kind of changed the way that you approach sex so that you can both be on the same page and you're you're still getting someone who's never in the mood, who's always tired, who you know always has an excuse, drill down on the reasons why. And these can't just be throwaway excuses. This warrants a big conversation where you have to be honest with each other about what is going on. Is it stress? Is it exhaustion? Is it that your partner feels really insecure about themselves right now? Is it resentment? Are they not enjoying sex with you and something needs to change, but rather than addressing it, they're just avoiding it? Maybe there's a medical thing that's going on with them that they don't know about or that you don't know about that's holding them back from getting turned on or from being in the mood. So. If you don't know what's going on, it's impossible to work through it and to get on the same page. Because not being in the mood to me is just not good enough. Like, what's going on if this is regular? If they're just tired at the end of the day, so every night they don't feel like having sex, try morning sex. That could change everything. If they're really stressed, really stressful job, or they're just going through a very difficult time, can you guys go on a little vacation or have a staycation to test out when you're out of the environment that's causing you stress? Can you actually, like... Tap in and get turned on and have a great relationship again? Or can you create a de stressing routine that helps them just get in a better mindset so they're more likely to be in the mood? If they're feeling insecure, how can you help them and empower them to build themselves back up and to feel good and to know that they are loved and desired and wanted? Are there things that can be changed to make them feel maybe? less insecure or less in the spotlight during sex you know maybe it's like you know let's just turn the lights out if that's what you need right now fine if your partner's not enjoying the sex that you're having and so they're just avoiding it this will never end no one is going to change anything if there's no feedback and honesty so it's so important if if someone's avoiding sex to start asking them you know is there anything that's not working for you Is there anything you want to change about our sex life that would make it more enticing to you? Because maybe you guys have just fallen into a pattern or have been engaging in sex that they don't like and that doesn't feel good to them. And if it's like resentment and contempt and they're withholding sex for power, this is a very slippery slope. And this definitely requires, I would say, therapy to work through this because I am one of those people that believes sex is a need and not a nice to have in a relationship I'm not looking to have a roommate or a buddy that I live with like I'm looking to have an intimate relationship so if this becomes like a pawn in your relationship or if it's the first thing to be cast aside when things are difficult that's not fair to everyone involved in the relationship especially if that's how they feel loved and cared for you don't want the person you're with to feel neglected you don't want to feel neglected and if you're not feeling loved and cared about and close the relationship will deteriorate. Okay, next question. This is a good one. My partner wants to use toys in the bedroom. Is that a sign of something good or bad? And where should I start? I think this is a common misconception, and generally speaking, stereotypically, amongst men, that if they're, if you're in a hetero relationship, if your female partner all of a sudden wants to use toys, I think there can easily be a feeling of like, am I not enough? Am I not good enough? Am I doing something wrong? And I am here to say, this is a good thing. This is never a threat toys are meant to enhance not replace they're not here to replace you and if your partner wants to use toys in the bedroom this is such a huge green flag that they feel comfortable with you they want to explore and play more with you they want to keep like achieving the next level of closeness and intimacy and excitement in sex like you guys aren't plateauing that's a wonderful thing and it goes both ways like for women listening if your partner wants to use toys like be open to it be excited this is great the fact that they want to explore this with you and not just on their own and not just like masturbating in private and not wanting to tell you what they like and what they're into talking about it with your partner is sexy I would start with a toy that you can use together so if this is kind of your first your first rodeo Maybe a dildo might feel like it's kind of replacing the penis in the equation. So maybe you don't want to start with that at first and you just want to make it like, you know, ease your way in. So maybe a simple vibrator can help just enhance how you play together. And it's something that will make the sex way better while still allowing for like penetration. It can also make sex like less painful if it's helping you get wetter and helping you get more turned on. So that's a great solution. I also think it's really helpful to look at toys as an extension of like your own physical limits so if one partner has finished and the other partner has not finished get out a toy and you're going to extend the pleasure and help finish your partner in a way that might have otherwise left someone unsatisfied maybe your mouth is fucking tired you can reach for a toy and you can deliver the rest of that pleasure to them and be like the mvp by suggesting it and continuing to do it like never have i ever felt that a partner was lacking if they're done or at their limit and then reach for a toy and they're like can i continue this for you would you like to keep going i'm like you're the fucking best as a follow-up someone also asked some sex toys seem really expensive are they worth the money yes yes and yes I can be a frugal bitch, truly. Like I can be very, very cheap with things when they don't matter to me and I don't like to overpay for things. But when it comes to toys, you get what you pay for. The quality truly matters and there are massive differences in quality. Just in terms of like the material of toys, I find that better quality equals like less uncomfortable friction and drag which can be really uncomfortable you get more settings you get more levels of things you get more patterns of vibrations like you pay for every bonus that you get and if you have a bigger budget you also might then get to explore how the weight of a toy can change how it feels so if you're playing with like a glass or a stainless steel toy versus rubber first of all it's going to feel differently in you the temperatures are going to create different sensations There's a different glide, there's no drag, and the weight of those toys change everything. As soon as you add, you know, a toy can be really, really cheap and really, really light, and that's fine. But when you add weight in there, it is a different experience that I will let you all discover on your own. And those big brand names that you hear of often, like the Womanizer, Enjoy, they are known for a reason, like they are the best. The next question that someone wrote in Does pre-planning sex take away from the spontaneity and the sexiness of it? I'm so glad you asked this because I think this is such a myth as well that I'm, I'll die on this hill. I will shout this from the rooftops every chance I get. Plan it. A hundred percent plan it. I think especially as we become adultier adults, it's so easy to just be like ships passing in the night to be stressed to have kids that are, you know, taking away from your ability to have these moments of intimacy, to have stressful jobs, be on different schedules, so many responsibilities. Sex will be the thing that falls off of your radar if you don't plan it. I think planning it practically is obviously a great idea because it ensures that it does happen. But I also think it's really sexy. Like you're just planning a date that you know is coming and now your day is exciting you know it's going to happen i think that lead up is really sexy i think that lead up can turn on a lot of people knowing you're getting ready you're seeing your partner in an hour or two hours you're prepping however you like to prep and you're thinking about it throughout the day knowing that it's going to happen so i 100 percent think you should pre-plan spontaneity is overrated especially if you're like a little bit more high maintenance or very specific about what you like spontaneity erases your chance of like preparing your body the way you want it to be if you're going to have a sexual free-for-all. So I like planning. I like knowing when it's coming and feeling ready. And the getting ready is really hot as well. And this may be an unpopular opinion, but I am a big fan of the pre-date sex. So if you've been in a relationship for a while, you have date night, you get all ready, you feel great, you go out for dinner, you have some drinks, you go to an event. And you're so tired and you're so full and bloated and just ready to go to bed when you get home and you're like ah oh, fuck this is date night we should probably be having sex but now I don't really want to or let's just like get it over with quickly because like we should be checking this box no 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 you have a date night you have the sex before you go out it is the best now the rest of the night you're like giggly you have all of those like great hormones that have been released and the endorphins and all of the things that bond you and bring you together. So if you want to up the ante on pre-planning sex, I would also plan it before you go out and do your whole night. Someone also wrote in and said, I am too afraid to try anal. Am I missing out? Okay. If you really don't want to, then you shouldn't. Like... (laughs) You're not missing out if it's something you don't want if there's something you don't want to do you should never do it because it won't be good for you if you're really scared and stressed about it your muscles are literally going to be clenched so tight that it's really going to hurt it's going to be unpleasant you need to feel relaxed you need to be in a trusting relationship for this to work you need to want it like you i think what's interesting about sex is like your body doesn't lie so you if you're not into something your body will react and it will be like, nope, we don't want that. Nope, 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 not going to happen. So you can't really trick your body into doing something it doesn't want to do. So you, in your mind, I think need to be open to this or it's going to be a, a bad experience. And it's not a casual thing to do. It requires a lot of trust and a lot of circumstance that are going to add up and, and allow for you to, to feel good about this. So if you're doing this for someone else and you really don't want to, don't do it. However... If you actually do want to do this and you're just feeling nervous, just know that your butt has a lot of nerve endings and anal orgasms are really, really common. For people who have a vagina, anal sex can help you achieve an orgasm via the G spot and the A spot. Both are basically hit by that back wall through your butt. And if you have a dick, it allows for P spot prostate orgasms. It's a very erogenous zone. So if you actually want to do this and you're just feeling nervous, I would start with what is scaring you? Is it you're worried about the communication between your partner? Are you worrying about it hurting? Are you just like worrying? I'm like, am I going to be clean and nice? Or is like, is my partner going to see me poop? Like, let's just get all of those myths out of the way. You're not going to shit yourself. So don't worry about that. And if you're worried about pain, it also, I think, can be like a self-fulfilling prophecy because the more stressed you are, the less pleasant it's going to be. So communication, relaxation, maybe like pop an edible, you know, and lube are crucial. And maybe just start with a small toy. Like you don't need to like go for the gold right off of the bat without knowing what you're getting into. If you just start with a small toy, maybe that will ease you in and you'll be like, this actually wasn't that scary. I'm ready to like level up. You can test this out in increments make sure you're really turned on this isn't like a a quickie situation like you got to be so turned on because when you're extremely horny your body literally relaxes and it becomes less painful to do any kind of penetration because your muscles are relaxed in your body and the last thing I'll say is just don't put pressure on the experience like if you try it and it doesn't work out don't be like I'm gonna fight through this and like grin and bear it you're gonna have a bad experience It doesn't need to be this huge, crazy thing that like you have failed if it doesn't happen. Don't put the pressure on it. We had a dude DM us saying, what are women's favorite sex positions asking for a friend? I have a lot of great answers when it comes to sex, but I don't have this answer for you because it is so different for every single woman. There is no answer for this. I anecdotally think that from talking to a lot of my friends when we chat about this, cowgirl isn't anyone's favorite that I know. I'm sure there's some girls out there that are listening that are like, no, I fucking love cowgirl, but i have not heard that feedback from anyone in my life so i don't know that's probably not the number one position although if you prefer being in charge and having a bit more power then i could see how that would really do it for you i think that there's merits to every position and it just depends a on your physicality like if you get off to g-spot stimulation you're gonna want deeper positions maybe doggy style maybe missionary, but like legs up on the shoulder, like you're, you're going to want to get in deep. If you're with a woman who just really likes clit stimulation, then you're going to want positions that either let you like access the clit or that create more stimulation and kind of like friction in the pelvis area every time you thrust. And that will feel really good for her. Or maybe every single position is great if you just add a vibrator in there. Also, who knows? I know. It's a fact. I think it's also a matter of balancing out which positions feel really good with which positions allow for a connection so some people don't need like a really close looking in each other's eyes connection and then like they might like different positions they might really like doggy reverse cowgirl you know just different things that physically feel great to them for people who love a deep close connection and really want to feel like intimate with their partner they might want positions that allow for more like face-to-face time and to like really look at each other Really just ask, ask your partner what they like best. And if they don't know, what a fun time you're going to have experimenting and figuring it out and trying everything along the way. And I love a debrief. Like if you try something new, ask afterwards, like do the pillow talk and be like, how was that for you? Did you like it? What did you like about it? What did you not like about it? Like, is this something you want me to keep doing? You know, next question, any tips to plan a sexy role play night? Love that for you. Get it. So first of all, start at the baseline, if you haven't figured this out yet, talk about what turns you on together and shape it from there. You know, you might kind of each have dispositions and dynamics that already influence the type of role play you want to do. Maybe one of you is a bit more dominant, a bit more submissive. There's all sorts of like kinks and dynamics that are going to shape what you want to do. If this is brand spanking new to you, pardon the pun, the easiest level of approaching this would be getting one of those games with like sex prompts and ideas and you like roll the dice or pick the card or whatever and it tells you something to do together and there's like different role-playing ideas stuff like that so you could look up games that just kind of take the guesswork out if you're having trouble originating this together or really spend a night like talking about each other's turn-ons and creating a scenario together. It's as easy as like pouring a glass of wine, hanging out with your lover and being like, you know, what have you always wanted to do that you've never done? Or what's one of your biggest turn-ons? What kind of porn do you watch, if any? And then use that to create, you know, a bit of a scene. If you're embarrassed or you're not sure where to start and you know you want to do this but you feel like really awkward about it, you can also turn an everyday situation into role play and just like make it sexy so if something is broken in your house your fridge is broken you're building ikea furniture whatever and your partner is basically being the repairman they're getting it done boom the scene writes itself they're already literally doing labor for you right now so turn it into a sexy scene together and if you've kind of dabbled in this and you've really enjoyed it but you want to up the ante Take it out on a date night. Take it out into the real world. Like get ready separately. Arrive at the date separately. You are not going together. You're not even sure what each other is going to wear. Maybe you've talked about a scene in advance or you've talked about kind of like the roles that you want to play. Or maybe it's a surprise. Although I think in this case, maybe surprises aren't great. But who knows? Choose your own adventure. I don't know. Meet at the restaurant or the hotel bar that you're staying at. I think hotel bar would be really sexy. And you show up dressed up and embodied in this scenario that you want to play out with your person and you almost like get to play as though maybe you don't know each other or you just get to show up and truly act out this experience together it can be really playful and it can take you back to feeling like you're on a first date like you're like learning this person again in this new context which is really really fun and that leads us to bondage someone responded i enjoy being tied up my last boyfriend was really good at it and i don't know if the next one will be Where do I start slash learn so that maybe I can teach my next boyfriend if he doesn't already know? This is a great question in general because if you had a partner or a lover in the past that was like amazing at something and they came already with like so much expertise, it can be really hard starting fresh with a new person because you go in kind of expecting now, like the level has been set, you're expecting that your future partners and lovers are going to know how to do these things and be able to do them to you. And they don't always, but sometimes the learning together or the teaching can become hot in and of itself. So even if they don't come knowing already, embrace that experience of doing it together. And maybe it's really satisfying and like intimate that you get to be their first experience doing it. I would start by if you're like not even sure how to broach that this is something that you really want or you've broached it, but they can't really conceptualize it. And they're like, what? (laughs) What do you mean? Send them some videos, some porn, whatever you feel comfortable with on bondage and or just send them a video. You can either be like, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I like. It opens up the conversation. If that's not your scene, there's a lot of books that are honestly, actually like really beautiful and artistic. There's like, I might butcher this because it's Japanese, but Essence of Shibari, Kinbaku and Japanese Rope Bondage. And they describe this book as the art of Kimbaku, also known as shibari, is an elegant way to connect with a partner. There's a lot of bondage practices and techniques that come from the Japanese. Also, you can go to like erotic shows or just like very cool edgy parties where one of the almost like entertainment art installations is people engaging in bondage. I years ago dragged one of my friends to a really cool party in Toronto at the Darling Mansion and they had all different, you know, live shows they had like ballerinas and snake tamers and acrobats and sure enough they had people just like doing bondage and tying each other up and like playing with wax and all these things my friend was scarred it was like very (laughs) not ideal I think for her the fuck have you made me come to but if you can look up any of those parties that are in your area it could be really helpful for you to go together and see what it's all about get some inspiration get some ideas and I think like curiosity will take over and allow you to approach that together try different techniques see what you like but i think it just comes down to playing together just go pick up some rope and like blindfolds and cuffs and be like hey let's set aside an evening and just have fun together and the last question that we got is what's the best way to find another person for a threesome so if you want to make life easier and avoid rejection and discomfort i would recommend going to events where like-minded people are going to be That can be sex clubs or like local kink meetups, swingers parties, just places where you know the room is full of open-minded people already that are already more down than the average place and the average person to engage in more open sex. There's also so many apps these days that you can use that are just generally about kinks or open relationships. There are apps or settings that allow you to like find a third. So the app is probably like the easiest, most low lift way to meet someone. I am just so torn on apps because I think until I meet someone, I don't, I would never know if I feel a connection with them. So if you feel like you're just kind of looking for a certain appearance and you don't really need that connection i think apps could be great or maybe you turn that app connection into a video call and you see if you all get along and feel flirty and feel chemistry like that would make sense to me but i don't think i can just like swipe my way to feeling like there's going to be chemistry between three people together but maybe it can just be the starting point to meeting some people and then almost having like little interviews or like facetime calls or going for a drink and seeing what happens if you have a high tolerance for potential rejection <laughs> and if you're very i think respectful and careful you can also just when you're out with your partner you guys can just kind of like flirt with people that you are attracted to or that you both you know kind of feel a connection with and see how they respond so just don't be weird don't be the fucking weird creepy people that are like hitting on everyone at the party and trying to like always take a third person home you know like you're gonna stop getting invited to things if you do that but i think that there is a like respectful careful approach to throwing out some subtle vibes and some subtle flirting and if you feel that it's being responded to you both and being reciprocated then you start laying on a bit more flirting and being like are you interested in coming home with us what are you into etc throw out some feelers not physical ones just you know like vibe feelers and see who responds to them i also think when it comes to threesomes We could have a whole episode on this, I think, because it's a very nuanced topic, but it's really important to be in this as a team. If this is, especially if this is your first foray together into threesomes, you want to avoid jealousy, betrayal, feelings of hurt. This should be something that doesn't make you grow apart and doesn't like divide you. So it's important to be a team on this. You really need to like lay down the boundaries and the comfort levels of everyone involved. Understand before you even engage someone, What each of you are comfortable with communicate the entire time through so that no one is feeling left out no one is feeling used or unloved there's so much room for messiness when you start playing with this dynamic so i just think a lot of open communication is necessary and just knowing that each of you feel like really comfortable and confident in the relationship you have right now like if you guys are on rocky rocky foundations right now don't fuck around with adding a third person in like that's not your solution make sure you guys are solid before you do this so that you're both coming in feeling loved confident at your best you're respectful of all each other's needs And then you can have fun from a place of like understanding that we're all on the same page. And it's key to choose that person together. Like you don't wanna be the one partner going all in on one person and being like, this is the person I want because maybe that's gonna make your partner feel like insignificant or forgotten about or not good enough. So make sure it's something you're both excited about. You're arriving at this decision together and you're picking a person that both of you have chemistry with. Other than that, have fun. Okay, wow, I am sweating. I don't think I have like solo spoken about sex for this long (laughs) into the void as I just did. Um, So hopefully it was helpful to you guys and thank you so much for everybody who submitted and participated in this week's No Dumb Questions. All of the questions were so good. I feel like it just really opened up some great thoughts and conversations and we got to talk about some good shit. So if there's anything I missed, feel free to DM me and I'm sure we'll do a follow-up sex episode, you know, sometime soon so we can cover off anything else that you want to know and just dm me in general any questions or things that you are struggling with or contemplating and we will do some more episodes like this where we answer all of your questions all right thanks so much for hanging with me and until next time love yourself love each other love your love life and happy valentine's day There you have it, friends. Thanks for listening and make sure you're following along on Instagram at Teach Me How to Adult Media and on TikTok at Teach Me How to Adult. If you like what you heard today, it would mean so much if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. It really helps us grow the show. And if something in this episode really resonated, text it to your friends or screenshot it and share it on social. Wherever you are in your adulting journey, just remember you're not alone. My DMs are always open and I would love to hear from you. So hit me up with any topics or guests that you would like to hear about. See you next time. Bye.